You are about to experience Vegas bad boys of podcasting. Fortunately, you are about to hear lots of opinions, but uh, rarely any facts. Impersonations might occur, but uh, good luck trying to figure them out. This program is not intended for kids or the easily offended. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. You press play. It's too late to stop. Get ready to podcast. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another edition of Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting. I'm DJ Impact, and I got the bad boys here with me. Sin City Steve, Simon Street, Matt Michaels, how are you fellas doing? It is a... I'm good. Yes, yes, yes. Great to see you all. <laughs> all right. I know everyone is logging in, hopefully, or logging on, I should say. If you're watching us from Facebook Live, make sure to throw all your comments in. We want to be able to get them on as we see fit. And we thank you for hanging out with us tonight. Let's get right into it, guys. WWE Raw and SmackDown, they continue the draft. They also did the uh, King of the Ring tournament, the Queen of the Ring tournament. Lots of things was going on. I said it last week, and I'll say it this week as well. I thought Raw was a lot more entertaining. I enjoyed it. Uh, has it been what it has been? And I would say at least three to four weeks ago, I did enjoy last week. I enjoyed this week. But what's you guys take on it? What do you think of the show this past uh, this week? Past week. Well, if I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. Um, didn't they uh, the King of the Rings start on SmackDown, not Raw? Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. I just wanted to make sure. Okay, I was make sure I'm correctly. Uh, Raw was bearable. I mean, it wasn't horrible, but it was bearable. And I'm sorry if I'm being a little bit harsh on it, but uh, we always are harsh on Raw. Yeah. <laughs> Smack, SmackDown, different story. Obviously, as you stated, uh, uh, Queen's Crown and, uh, you know, with regards to King of the Ring, uh, I'll just say one thing and then I'll let you guys pass on to it. Um, as far as the Queen's Crown, I was excited for that, but so far the first round, you know, uh, Tony Storm, Zelina Vega, uh, I was not expecting Zelina Vega to go over on that one at all. I think a lot of people may have thought that as well. Um, and then Carmella, like, um, what the heck is going on? Other than the echo in the background, obviously my voice is omnipotent. Anyways, uh, and then with regards to uh, the King of the Ring uh, matches was good too, but I'll let you guys talk about that. Well, wonderful. That's that's the best thing on a talk show is, you know, I'll let you guys talk instead. <laughs> well, because, I mean, I didn't want to, like, take over both of them. But I mean, the one thing that stood out to me, obviously, was Queen's, Queen's Crown. Zelina Vega, Carmella, first round. What the hell? That's disappointing. <laughs> yeah, there's there's nothing else that can be said about that. Um, what the fuck is what it comes down to. <laughs> Because you had um, what looked like the 
Carmela uh, Liv Morgan would have probably been, I, I personally would have gone maybe Liv Morgan because we saw that second. So the first match was Zelina. Tony Storm losing to Zelina, I don't know. That makes whatever sense. Um, maybe it's her time. Uh, well, <laughs> we'll see. Yeah, we'll see because maybe they realize they hired her back for no reason. Um, <laughs> but the, the truth of the matter is, is that the only thing that makes sense in that block is the fact that Zelina and Carmella have had the interactions with each other regarding the last you know feud that was going on before Becky came came back you know leading into SummerSlam so maybe that remnants is there we'll probably hear about that this week when they they meet but um because you got to look on the other side of the bracket and this week on Raw they set up Shayna and Dewdrop and Dewdrop's on the top of the bracket and Shayna's on the bottom of the bracket in that side so most likely those two are going to meet in the next round. If those two meet, then what do you do? Because you either have Shano, who you're making a badass again, beat Dewdrop, which mm-hmm. takes down Dewdrop's value, or you have Dewdrop go over, which takes down Shano's value, and either one of them going against Carmella or Zelina makes no fucking sense. Because you have two people on that side who are tough and bigger. And then you have, uh, you know, tiny and uh, Miss Melty plastic tits. Well said. I, 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 like, I like the nickname that you gave to, Car- to Carmella. That, that, was, that was great. Just don't tell Corey. Right, exactly. He knows he probably paid for him. <clears throat> No, no, no. Vince, Vince paid for those. <laughs> Vince pays for all the boobs. Well, Vince pays for what he wants to play with. I get it. Uh, but that, you know, that is uh, something that's leaving fans uh, and critics already kind of fucking scratching their head. The one point that I saw on uh, those two matches for Liv and Carmella and uh, Zelina and Tony is both matches were approximately under four minutes. So yeah. there's your, there's your yeah. queen of the rings. They, they combined, combined, they were four minutes, both of the matches. It, it was like one match was two minutes. Another match was a minute 50. Um, and yeah, it, there was, obviously there was tons of outrage on Twitter about that. Um, you know, people, just saying how, you know, the, it feels like as if they almost took a step backwards um, because that's the amount of time that they would get when they were doing like bra and panty matches and serving as but, the piss break. But the question is, Zelina and Carmella, do they merit anything more than bra and panty matches? That's what I don't like. Why do you guys, that- why are you guys thinking that they're going to win this because it's not coming well, – Is they're just fighting in a competition. They're not going to be the ones that's going to come out on top. Well, Shayna should question. win it. Shayna should will win, win it. Anything. Right. Shayna will win it. Exactly. So, so who cares then between the two? I, I, I don't care. Know. I care, and I'll tell you why. If you look at the draft, 
there are a couple of names on the women's side that actually came through that they could have featured there. One in particular, particular is Zia Lee. They could have easily put Zia Lee in one of these first rounds. That would have been interesting. It, it's, and I'm saying it on this side of the bracket that we're seeing, because on the she's other side, not, she's not part of the roster yet. Yeah, that's you're right. After Crown Jewel. Oh, that sucks Two so weeks. bad. Yeah, you're right. You're right. That was that one caveat. Yeah. But you know what? I will say this. I, I will say this, and then I'll shut up about this. What if you look at the Queen's Crown and Dewdrop wins it all? And then you have the men's, and let's just say for shits and giggles, we have uh gender mahal win the whole thing how cool would that be to see gender mahal on one crown and then dewdrop on the other crown and are they going to have the, the king and queen interact moving forward because that shit would be hilarious i um i i think you're absolutely spot on on gender i think gender is winning it cesaro's elimination was the biggest fuck up that they yes. did in this whole thing fucking stupid finn balor doesn't need to fucking go on and do any more of this tournament but most likely you're going to have gender go over on finn that way it makes gender credible and they're not going to be on the same show um i i'm telling you i fucking hate this but i got a feeling carmella is going to be the queen yep yep that was that was exactly what i was thinking too Shayna should win but carmella will um unfortunately i mean they're they're doing so much with you know bringing out the new mask and and making such a big deal about it and typically whenever they give somebody a wardrobe change or you know anything of that nature then they're going to be taking a different path with that character in some way shape or form um so it yeah i i definitely i had that pegged right from the beginning um now you had mentioned uh obviously Balor had no need to win that match, which I totally agree on that, Matt. Um, I think that it's going to be Balor in the finals, uh, as as you were mentioning, um, because let's be real, Sami Zayn is not going to make the trip to Crown Jewel, and that and that was pointed out. I, I totally agree. That's the first thing that went through probably 70 percent of wrestling fans' heads. Yeah. Is okay. That's a no brainer. The only thing that happens is if by some chance he has agreed, but I just do not see morally him doing it. So I think that Sammy gets put in his place by Finn. That's why you have him going against Finn. And then um, then I really do think gender. I've wanted to see gender versus Cesaro because then it would have been either one. You don't think that we'll get a match that, quite frankly, we never will get otherwise on the other Xavier side of the bracket? I was thinking Xavier and Kofi. That's what I was that's, thinking. Too. That's what I'm thinking. And then they yeah. actually do, and they do pull the trigger on Xavier Woods winning the king. I could, I could see them doing that. I would because be cool there with was Xavier being king. There, there, there was so much backlash again on social media um, for Xavier Woods to just outright win the tournament that it wouldn't surprise me if they had somebody else in mind for it and if they're going to make that change. Because keep in mind, you know, they, they made, they, they've made great strides for everybody else in the, the New Day, except yep. for Xavier Woods. And we've, we've said it on this show numerous times. Where does Xavier Woods fit in in the grand scheme of things? And, you know, this would definitely be one way of giving him you know, an, a, a good spotlight and it would definitely increase his credibility 
um, and possibly set a new a new gimmick path for him. You know, it's, so I, yeah, go ahead, go ahead Simon. Oh, no, I, I was just going to say, uh, I agree with you with regards to Xavier Woods, if he did win King of the Ring. And when, immediately when you said that, I thought of who would be entertaining going forward. Because when you win the King of the Ring, you got to keep that shit up unless you're yep. Corbin for like two, three years. I guess he was King of the Ring. But I think of who would give us what we all loved in King Booker. I felt like he was the best King of the Ring as far as with that type of format. I think Xavier could do an excellent job with keeping that form. You don't think so? You don't think he's entertaining? I mean, as long as he didn't have a squirt no, gun no, no, like no, he no. did. No, 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 not, not entertaining. Oh. But you brought up King Booker. Mm-hmm. Heel. Baron Corbin. Yeah. Heel. The, the, the gist of this is, listen, I'm, I'm saying Carmella and Jinder because they're both heels. However, if you're going to go one and the other, I think that Dewdrop becomes your face as the queen if you need a face. But I think that Jinder as a heel, as the king, makes absolutely 100% sense with the fact that he's got uh, Shanky and Shifty or whoever fucking with him. <laughs> Well, actually, based on the draft, he only has one minion. Okay, well, Shanky, I think, is the only one over Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's there with Shanky. Veer is, for some reason, they split him off from the the two of them and put him on on an island unto himself, if you will. Veer is a lot better than Shanky, unless they just cut him all together. I don't know. Veer can team with uh, T-Bar now. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, because he doesn't have nobody, as, as they talked about on SmackDown. Oh, That's awesome, man. guys. What do you think about uh, Robert Rule being called Big Bo- Bob? Bob? Sounds straight like a porn star name. <laughs> Big Bob. And you know what's funny? Uh, Dolph Ziggler coming in with the facts, not going to lie. He was spitting some facts, not going to lie. I immediately thought of the Drake song, You Could Thank Me Now. The whole time. Now, if you've heard that song, you know, he keeps saying, You Could Thank Me Now. And like throughout the whole song, but that's what I thought about. I, I thought it was a cute segment. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why we're talking about that. If we're just picking out highlights, that was definitely uh, a missable thing. Like it wasn't miss- It was cute. There was somebody else that watched it, Mike- Michaels, and thought it was cool too. Yeah. The the WWE Mark who doesn't even know that things are still written and predicted outcomes happen, and you know. You're right. So, Impact, you enjoyed it as well, didn't you? <laughs> I, I, I enjoy wrestling, fellas. I do. Uh, was there anything on the draft that you were shocked in this version of um, on Raw? Anything that stood out to you? Um, pretty cool. The Uso was staying on SmackDown. Looked like Paul Heyman was a little bit fearful on that, but he uh, he seemed like he made that happen. Um, <laughs> you just proved the point. Yeah. It seemed like he made that happen. Yeah, <laughs> he sure did. This is about as much as uh, making Brock Lesnar a free agent. You got a speaking of speaking of free agents. Mm-hmm. I'll I'll bite on this one. Mm-hmm. Gable Stevenson. I'm surprised that he's just being yeah. pushed right up to Raw. Not even you know, going into NXT to refine a character or do anything of that nature. 
you know what else was sad? How they showed his picture. Everybody else had a polished picture. He had a picture from like his iPhone. And then it showed his parents, which was touching. But it, it, it was like, we're, we're not in the beginning of COVID where everything was on a Zoom call. You know, I it just was kind of wondering like what happened to the quality. The, the honest answer is we probably won't see him actually do anything. He's been drafted. He'll be in the performance center. He'll be hidden. We might see him just show up and cut That's something. But if they bring him straight on, I mean, even Kurt Angle had to have right training and stuff. So, um, it. it is he even done with uh, his college eligibility? No, he has. So, I believe. I believe he has a couple more events, um, yeah. which makes it even you know all the more risky. Um, because hypothetically speaking, if he just happens to lose um, in any of those events, then does that shoot holes into the into his credibility whatsoever? Um, I think that that's something that a lot of people actually need to think about if we're actually going to be adopting real world canon to things um if not then you know that's not a big deal and as vince is so uh so publicly stated the the wwe universe has a short memory so hopefully they can uh you know prove him right yet again i don't remember him ever saying that it it i've i've read in several different places that 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 was a comment yeah you just missed yeah. that one, brother. I did. I did, man. <laughs> you can tell that you caught it right when it got to this part. You're like, oh, yep. shit, yep. it's already gone. I was like, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. How about, um, how about Austin Theory? Yeah, that was, uh, that, that, that was really interesting. Um, you know, uh, I'm sure his parents are really proud, the Garganos. Uh, their boy's gone off to college, you know, uh, off to the big leagues and, um, what is he uh, freaking do? He, he he wants to make his acknowledgement felt. You know, yeah. I, you know I, I thought that was interesting. I'm not liking it because I don't you want him being a fucking idiot. Fucking I don't like him fucking being an idiot. I don't want him being a fucking idiot. I'm sorry. My apologies. How is that being an idiot? He's the one who got the fucking upper hand on the face. The I just want him. I want him. He was brilliant. Look, man, don't get mad at me because I went to McDonald's and wanted to get a number five instead of the number two everybody else wanted. I'm just saying, I would like Austin Theory to just be the badass, talented cat that he is. But hey, I get it. This is what they're booking him as. And I just have to shut the fuck up and deal with it, right? Yeah. What well, I number, find number two should be your meal. Hello. <laughs> what, uh, what I find interesting. If I take number two, I... then I'm eating shit. Sorry. <laughs> Obviously. Anyway. Yeah, man. Um, no, uh, Keep in mind, you you made comment that uh, you know his mom and dad are extremely proud of him and you know happy for him. So how better to celebrate than to remove any and all uh, mentionings of NXT or WWE from your social media profiles, Johnny Gargano? Just saying. Yep. That, that contract comes up uh, later this year, I think, early next year. Sound like Johnny Wrestling's going to be uh, making a move with uh, the wife and new baby to. Uh... AEW elsewhere. Well, I don't. I don't obviously, you don't think go to AEW? Uh, of course, but I. Dude, you know, it, I, I, yeah, I, 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 here comes the, the talk. 
Here comes look, look, the talk. Of let's just say he's going, going to AEW, so Michaels gets upset. Come on, let's keep out, with, out let's of keep out of out of the 117 people that have been cut by WWE over the last year, 13 of which have gone to AEW. So there's a stat for you. Thank you yeah. to uh, thank you to uh, Sean for uh, sending me that in a direct message earlier this week. Um, so yeah, I he I I got to give him props. He was like, hey, you need to use this uh, against Michaels this coming week. So <laughs> thank you, Sean. And, and I'll flip it right back. Bobby Fish is amazing in AEW. <laughs> wow. That's a guy who really needed that fucking job. Come on. He needed a paycheck, man. He needed a paycheck to pay for his many surgeries. You know how many doctor bills oh, pile Jesus. up when your knee blows out twice a year? Oh, man. Sorry, Bobby Fish. We love you. <laughs> wow. Well, was there anything else on uh, Raw or SmackDown that caught you guys' attention this past week? Yeah, the greatest fucking promo Paul Heyman could have done yes. straight to the camera. Holy shit, that was fucking amazing. And not just then what he did in front of the camera, just how Roman was right there to the left and how he just continued to focus in on the two. It, yeah, it was masterful. Absolutely. The camera shot was amazing. And that was so that's your difference between AEW and yep. WWE, to be I, honest. I agree. I agree a thousand percent with that. I mean, the cinematography was on point with that promo. That was obviously Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman. You know that he's going to give you gold or at least damn near it every time that he gets a mic in his hand. But the fact of the matter is, is that the way that they had the entire production set up from the camera angle to them not changing the camera angle to you getting the subtle clues and hints from Roman and from uh, one of the Usos behind him. I forget which one it was. But yeah, I mean, they were both making faces and interacting with every sentence and almost every word that he said. So that made it feel like as it like as if it was a much bigger deal than what it was. Not to downplay it whatsoever, but that just spot on best, probably the best thing on SmackDown this week. I'd say the 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 thing right behind that was fucking Seth <laughs> making the challenge, and then Edge coming out, and that fucking Hell in a Cell announcement. Jesus Christ, that's going to be Absolutely. brutal. Yeah. yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be fun to watch. Yeah, <laughs> why did why did Seth hand hand them? He stole their their picture, their photo. Yeah, <laughs> that's Brilliant. creepy as shit, man. Brilliant. And yeah. so many people were so pissed about this him breaking an entry in the house <laughs> when that's been like one of the go to things for fucking twenty five years of WWE. No shit. And it was it, it was probably the best way it's ever been done. It is true. It gets because it wasn't over the top like they've done before in the past. I remember the Randy Orton um, and uh, who was it that he that uh, broke in their house? Damn it, he done it. I think he's done it twice, hasn't he? Has he done it twice? <laughs> well, I think he might have done it three times, but that would have been on one of his uh, failed drug test uh, years. <laughs> that was good. Uh, Wow. But yeah, the, the picture that was brilliant because no yeah. one has ever like had a personal item from a house to give like that. It right. was just that. Oh, yeah. that was great. Well, and, and, and also, too, I mean, uh, you know, not to segue into NXT, 
but uh, you know they kept the con the consistency across even into NXT asking Beth Phoenix about the break in and everything, which 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 I thought was a good little bit of shine, you know, at least for me. Maybe I was the only person, but I thought it was great the consistency of keeping that storyline going. Yeah, she doesn't say um, much. She just kind of like Adam will take care of it. Well, you know, Adam will take care of business. Continuity, yeah. man. Yeah. Continuity. And he did take care of business on Friday night. Absolutely. <clears throat> well, hey, I um, it definitely a I I think it was a a good look for uh, for Raw and SmackDown this past week. So let let's jump right into NXT, and um, you know, and give us what highlights that you uh, you enjoyed or didn't. Well, you know what? I'm going to try something a little bit different. Uh, there's a lot to be said with uh, NXT this week. I felt like overall from 1 to 10, I gave it about a good 7, maybe 7.5. It was okay. It, it could have been better. It wasn't bad. But anyways, getting into that, <clears throat> a couple of the uh, highlights, not counting the matches that I said, I'm going to start off first with one thing I really thought was official, and that was the uh, Diamond Mine promo. That was legit the breakdown with everybody um really great job uh um bibbins i think his name is bibbins correct uh great job showcasing him uh not that he hasn't been you know very vocal before but i think this showcase really i feel like his best that i've seen breaking that team down they look solid they look official they're gonna be tearing up shit. you're gonna be seeing a lot of gold on that team i believe uh, moving forward. I'm pretty sure that's what they're going for. Um, so I wanted to start off with that. Very impressed with that package. Um, another thing that I wanted to talk about too that was interesting is uh, kind of the highlight on Ember Moon. Obviously, she uh, she, she had a match and, and lost that match. Um, it was interesting. It was very interesting because um, I don't think in NXT have we ever seen her here. Now, I know when she was on the main roster, she was somewhat of a heel, which is hard to believe with her because she doesn't do a good job, I feel. So I'm wondering, am I being honest when I say that? She doesn't, she's not very convincing. So I'm hoping yeah. this time around, if she does turn heel and that looks like things may be going in that direction, that I think it might actually be, I hope she does a better job. Because I how think, the hell, I think this, how the hell are you seeing heel when she went against the person they're building as the biggest heel right now in Mandy Rose. What the fuck are you watching? Because she had a temper tantrum. If you'd watched the show, you know that they were asking her, how do you feel about it? She had a temper tantrum. I'm letting you know that it smells like she might might be a heel. It smells like you've been eating the number two again. Well, you know what? <laughs> I'd rather eat the number two than get a nice extra large size of number one, extra yellow on it, okay? A little bit harder to swallow that. Besides the point, um, moving along, <laughs> What the fuck was that? You know what? Whatever. What? Whatever, Michaels. Whatever. <laughs> if, if it gives you glee in the world to to uh, micromanage everything I say, by all means, brother, keep going. But anyways, uh, one good, good, good match that I that that I will say that I saw, actually two matches, is I did enjoy the um, Pete Dunne and Cameron Grimes match. I thought that that was a really, really good match. I I don't think we've seen those two before uh in in a match per se one-on-one -on -one. and it was very interesting I, I also noticed two things when they were in that match was going on number one is uh how pete dunn was really doing a good job with making cameron look good and that's not to say cameron's not capable but pete dunn did a lot in that match to really kind of sell 
that Cameron Gimes was, was on the level. And then I also noticed that the commentary was talking about the distinguishing now with all of these new young guys on here, who the veterans are and in and, and holding their spot. So I'm wondering if if that's kind of what NXT is going to really start doing, which I kind of like that. I kind of like that whole thing. So if you've been a veteran, know that, hey, not so much that you'd be gone, but just kind of presenting that, like these young guys are hungry. I think that you've referred to them as young lions throughout the whole night. And um, I think that was uh, Barrett that was saying that a lot. And I think that's a good terminology to phrase going into NXT because the landscape is we're presenting a lot of new people and it'd just be interesting to see, you know, these veterans better be on top of their game. What are you laughing at since they see? I think New Japan Pro Wrestling might have something to say about yeah, yeah, they, they, using the phrase young lions yeah, repeatedly. Yeah, they do actually say young lions. You're right. They haven't said that for years. <laughs> um, so, no, you're right. Um, one good match that, that, that I really, really, really liked a lot. <clears throat> and it is the very last match, which was MSK, um, the Fatal 4-Way. You know, it, it was really, really good. Like, like from start to finish for me. And as you guys know, I get excited for tag team wrestling. I like tag team wrestling. I wish there was more of it. NXT has done a decent job of having it. Um, and like I said, you know, uh, MSK, as you know, went over and then Imperium showed up. What I did find interesting, though, is how the crowd was thinking Imperium. So I wonder, is that the consensus of everybody? Is everybody tired of MSK? Uh, you know, is, is is it because they weren't on so much or what's the case? Or are they leaving? I don't know. I'm just curious. I know you guys probably have a lot to say about it because I don't tone in, zoom in on a lot of that stuff. What did you guys think of that? I think AEW fans ruin everything for everyone. And that's what you saw there. Well, think <laughs> about it. That's that's the fucking people who are at that arena, right? Are the fucking smart marks. And so that is exactly what was happening. Smart marks, they don't like MSK because they, they're flippy floppy. Well, that's unfortunate. Um, and stoners. The they don't like stoners either. Now, I will tell you <laughs> right. one forgettable match, one forgettable match of NXT that I felt was a, a, a big waste of my time, even though the person that went over, I like them, is uh, Indy Hartwell in May Ying. Um, yeah, I think they caught, they caught Bao in a segment, you know, uh, massaging Mei Ying's toes or something in a room or something. And he said, Hey, get the hell out. What do you think? I don't know what it is. I know I, I accidentally opened the door. My parents were doing something in the room and it was an embarrassing situation. That's what they were kind of presenting in that thousand year old feet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, but that match was forgettable. It was, uh, I was looking, I was like, what the fudge am I watching? Let's just get the hell over with this. Um, but out of the whole thing, I will give my last opinion, and that's it. I am really, really feeling Mandy Rose. And I don't know if it's just because I'm not really in the blondes and I really like brunettes, or is it the fact that she seemed uh, really good um, against uh, Ember Moon in the first match? But also, too, I just like um, Toxic Attraction. They're growing on me. They really are growing. I mean, I like the fact that they're just these dirty, not dirty, but, you know, I don't give a shit. Like those, like I said before, they're the women that you you bring home to mom and mom's like, for real, for real, you better not get her pregnant. And all three of them girls do that. Uh, you know, I also thought about how Mandy's you don't the bring, You don't bring any of them home to mom. I know you don't. That's what I'm saying. That's the yeah, you, you just don't. No, you don't even make that mistake. 
Well, I've made that mistake twice, so I'm just saying. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe that's yeah. why I like them so much. Um, but I will say this. Possibly. Mandy Rose, they they, season, they put some seasoned salt on her, and she got some flavor now. Before, she was bland, like chicken with no seasoning. Now she got some seasoning, and I'm enjoying seeing her little outfit she's wearing. Her promos are a little bit more organic, and um, uh, that knee is nice. Uh, that knee that she gave, that high knee that she gave to uh, Ember Moon, to finish the opening match, I felt looked good. Maybe it was the camera shot. But that's really much all I said with the highlights of NXT. I must have done a good job because Matt Michaels wasn't exhausted hearing me. No, I am fucking exhausted because outside of one fucking thing, you did the whole show. So nice job oh to recap oh. there, Skipper. You know what, Matt Michaels, because I know you love me talking so much. I'm going to start actually videotaping all the conversations I have and send it to you, man. So that you can have the whole day just to listen to me. Oh shit! <laughs> With love. You know the one thing I forgot to mention on um, on SmackDown, but it just hit me because they're from NXT. Was the the hit row promo that they ran? I don't know if you guys got a chance to see that on SmackDown, but that was really that was done very well. I'm I'm excited for these guys because, um. I'm excited, and I mentioned this last time, but I'm also I'm also fearful because these guys, of course, are going to be on SmackDown, and I think that most people are definitely going to get it. But I I, I just hope that they that they stay strong as they're staying strong now and 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 carry on because they're getting a huge build, and I think it's worth it. I'm loving it. I just don't know if they're going to be able to maintain it, and I'm hoping they oh. do. Well, when they drop the ball with Hit Row on the main roster, then you'll know how uh, how we've felt when they've dropped the ball with people that we've loved going to the main roster. Okay, that's fair. I I I, I don't have any I don't have any faith that things are going to materialize well for them. Unfortunately, can I, can well, I be and, and that's with and that's kind of, and see, hold on, hold that thought right there, Simon. Mm-hmm. And I think part of it is I just don't. I I think that act is is absolutely great on NXT. I think it could be great on SmackDown, but I just don't know how far they would get it before executives will kind of be like, what the fuck? You know, I think they're going to have, they could possibly have one of those type of moments. No. No. Okay. And I'll tell you why. They wouldn't be on SmackDown right now if the executives didn't go, we want that. Exactly. And I was just going to say that, Michaels, that is the reason why they're up there, because they took the wrong team. They should have took Elgato. Legato? Th- yeah, thank you. Legato. <laughs> they should have they, they should have took them. I'm just saying out of NXT, as far as if you're looking for a faction, that would have been a lot better. But they did take that because a lot of these executives, they think, oh, you know, they rap or, or they drop bars they do freestyles. That would be great. I don't well, think that's that what I'm ready. saying. Like, mm-hmm. I, I know they chose them now, but I just. I, I don't know. We'll, we'll see. We'll see where it goes. They see but money. I, I, they see money, and it can That's be money. Thing. But at the same time, I, you know, I think we did a um a three count topic last week. Uh, you weren't here for the show, and uh, and welcome back. We're glad to see that you made it back <laughs> safely and all. But um, part 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 of the talk was that. Um, and I think it was, I want to say it was Top Dollar that had um, some conversations over Twitter saying, you know, we write our own stuff and they're going to continue to write their own stuff, which is which is great. 
I'm just, for somebody who just don't get it, as they continue to advance and they go, hey, let's take that to the next level, at what point do the execs go, okay, yeah, we liked it, but that right there is like, hold up, that's a little too much. That's all I'm saying. I'm just hoping it yeah, don't come I mean, down to that. That's what I'm saying. Once again, it's so awesome that uh, you're deciding to uh, just freak out about something that hasn't even come to fruition because you haven't even seen them on the fucking show, essentially. So I'm, listen, don't I'm worry not... about it, bro. Don't worry. <laughs> it's okay, man. It's this is okay. a this is an opinion based show, and I'm just throwing an opinion out there. That's all I'm doing. I mean, I I'm. I'm thinking I'm hoping all goes well. I'm just saying because I'm listen, liking I'm liking what I'm seeing right now. That's what yeah, I'm saying. And 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 listen, if you haven't learned anything from wrestling, the one thing is enjoy what you're liking right now when you're seeing it because when it's gone, it's gone. So enjoy it. Don't worry about it. Or else they should have brought up Carlos Delgado as Simon said. <laughs> okay. You know what's funny? I uh, messed up one word and I got to hear about the rest of the show. Sin City, take it off, man. What's going on with the AA dubs? Give us your highlights. Take it off. Take it Legato. off. Legato. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so AEW Dynamite, uh, we'll start with that. Um, and they continued the trend, uh, starting off shows with uh, solid matches. Um, Dynamite kicked off with Danielson, Christian Cage, Jungle Boy, and Luchasaurus uh, versus Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, and Adam Cole. And what do you know? The upstart EVPs pick up the win in about 18 minutes. Oh, wow. Now, th- now who would have thunk <laughs> it? Anyway, um, realistically, this match was pretty solid. Um, I, I enjoyed, uh, they went about 18 minutes. I enjoyed the entire thing. Um, one thing that really stood out to me was, yes, uh, the elite picked up the win, but they definitely took some time and they built up Luchasaurus in this match. Um, I think that he had the best showing out of everybody in the match, um, just what he was able to accomplish. They tended to make more of a spectacle out of everything he was doing. So hopefully they're, you know, just continuing to build him uh, because quite frankly, yes, he wears a dinosaur mask. Yes, I know it's the whole gimmick, but uh, I mean, it, the dude is gifted in the ring, dude. He he can do a lot of things that people his size cannot do. So don't worry when Gargano signs, he'll beat Luchasaurus after they built him up for seven weeks, and it'll be the end of Luchasaurus. So we're all no, we're all no, good. No, that'll be Kevin Steen. <laughs> very, very strong possibility. That'll be Kevin Steen when he debuts night one. He'll show up and beat down Luchasaurus. <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> so from there, uh, we have, uh, we, we, we'll talk about it. I mean, it was, it was what it was. Sammy Guevara versus Bobby fish. Um, and out of everybody that, you know, has, has left WWE or, you know, has been shown the door. Um, Bobby fish is somebody that on the Indies, I was an, I was a big fan of Bobby fish. Um, Unfortunately, the injury bug hit him more during his tenure in WWE than it ever had. Um, and I think that a fair amount of the uh, WWE fans weren't really able to form as good of an opinion of Bobby Fish if they hadn't seen him work on the indies. 
Um, well, and also this, Steve, Steve, he's also like our age now. In I, I, of, I was going to say, yeah, yeah. He's, he's like 40. Yeah. He's 43. in his forties. He's like 44. Like yeah. He's, he's, yeah. he's 44 years old, I think. And so realistically, if nothing else, I see this being a short-term thing, bring him in for a year, um, whatever. Um, uh, but ultimately, yeah, it, there are some things to where he can close out his career with, people that he's great friends with i mean he he went he was on the indies with a lot of these guys so i don't see him being used as a um you know as a showcase talent i think he's going to be enhancement talent uh kind of a, a jobber to the stars if you will but um as it should be um yeah give him some wins on dark and dark elevation you know so that that way when he does the job for people like he did for sammy um that he has some credibility behind him um, Sin City, one, Steve, uh, yeah. be, before you go into that, I actually did watch uh, Dynamite yeah. this week. Oh, wow. And um, I, I want you to answer a question for me because I saw the match. Yep. Fish, Sammy Guevara. Guevara got jumped, and I don't watch AEW. So I saw that Scorpio Sky has a whole bunch of friends. I think he had a, a dude that looked like Larry Bird. If he had gained some weight, he, he had a girl with some colored hair. Uh, who, who are those people? Because I was trying to figure out who the hell they are. Because I don't watch AEW. I just know he, they, he showed up with some they, folks. They, they are, they are uh, actually all people that could legit shoot, beat your ass. And I'm sure, all I'm sure a lot of people can. I'm sure a lot of people can. <laughs> but uh, no, that was uh, that is American Top Team, which is a, an MMA stable. Uh, Dan Lambert is the, uh, the, the trainer. And uh, he runs a gym in Florida. And uh, has trained numerous UFC champions of all weights, of all uh, you know backgrounds, and it, it's it's really cool to see people like Jorge Masvidal, like Junior Dos Santos, who it was announced that uh, next week on Dynamite, um, it's going to be uh, Jericho, Hager, and Sammy Guevara against Scorpio Sky, uh, Ethan Page, and Junior Dos Santos, which is pretty interesting that they're just going to let you know junior dos santos get into the ring and uh i don't know how much actual wrestling training the guy's gotten but uh yeah hopefully he uh pulls all of his punches and strikes that's all i can say because hey if he doesn't pull out a fucking pizza cutter jericho will be happy (laughs) no shit (laughs) um so from there um we, uh, we ended up going to uh, the announcement of the AEW TBS championship, which yeah. is going to be a secondary title for the women. Um, and it, you know, you can, you can call it what you will on the, on the men's side, you've got the TNT championship, TBS championship. Sure. What's next? The cartoon network championship. Sure. Why not? Fuck it. Maybe the CNN championship. <laughs> That's defended 24 hours a day because they're supposedly news 24 hours a day too. So fuck it. Easy, why don't we just give everybody easy. a fucking no? But why don't we give everybody a fucking title? Use all of the Turner brands. Why not? Fuck it. Well, we live. Well, we live in a world where everybody should get a a, a title for participation. Every, it's, it's sad. But, <laughs> okay. Okay. But Steve, let's let's face it. Basically, all that title is doing is replacing the NWA women's title that they were using as the secondary feature. 
they don't have enough fucking women to have a fucking women's title. So whatever. I I fully agree. I fully agree. Yeah. But the, the the fact of it is that you know they they can now spotlight somebody else without having to use another another uh, federation or another promotions championship on their show. Um, which I know that that's something that we we got behind and we championed during the days when the pandemic was going crazy and everything was you know in in a, a state of flux and you know all these companies were working together um but I, I we even made mention of the fact that hey why is another promotions championship being defended on the show um but now you know you're you're gonna have a secondary championship that can be used to develop more women um which I think uh, I know Simon Street. You're a you're a big fan of women's wrestling, um, and I, I I can only imagine what your thoughts are on this new title. I mean, I, I'm with you on that one. That you know, any opportunity is a good opportunity to to be able to showcase. But the only thing that I wonder is is one thing that I did like that AEW was doing was uh, you know kind of showcasing the NWA's uh, women's title. So I wonder are they still going to continue to do that because. Yeah, so, so, okay, so that's the signal that that's done. It's probably done before this. Okay, then it's, it was, it's still, it's still it was, not bad. It was bad. a good way for them to bring Serena Deeb into their women's division, yeah. I believe. And, and Thunder Which, Rosa. And Thunder Rosa, of course. So um, let me ask you this I, question then. Yeah. What would it take for AEW to use that title to showcase maybe a lot of the women that they're developing on Dark? I think I think you're going to start to see those those okay. championship defenses on on dark not dark, okay. not on dark elevation, but you can on have you can have um, the TBS title defended, even though yes I know it sounds weird they're going to be defending a TBS championship on a YouTube show, but I think that that title and the TNT championship you could even get to a point where you're using you know one of the main event slot only in those shows for a title for a title match. Um, so this does give them more, more flexibility with that. Um, plus let's call it what it is. They, they haven't necessarily been able to feature multiple women that aren't feuding with Britt Baker. Now this is going to allow them to, to showcase more women. So, mm -hmm. um, and, well, uh, and, and the biggest factor is that the TBS title, the match starts five minutes after the bout. Exactly. That's awesome. You know what? Uh, you're exactly right, Sensei Steve. I, th I think one thing that they could do, what I would like them to see them do with TBS title, if they do take over the dark, is make that, instead of just showcasing somebody on the, well, she normally, let's just say, for for example, so-and-so from dark is, is going to be, uh, you know, making a debut on, uh, you know, one of the other shows. At, if they're the champion, it does give credence more for somebody to say, hey, let me go and look and see what they did on dark. And because it's on YouTube, you can go back and see that. It's like, oh, that's their champion. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, uh, we had, I had thrown out Serena Deeb's name. Um, we'll just, we'll go ahead and we'll jump right in and talk about this. Uh, Hikaru Shida versus Serena Deeb. I think that they actually did quite a bit of good with this match. Uh, you build it up almost, you know, telegraphing that Shida was going to win this match. I mean, for fuck's sake, they even had the top, the, uh, the trophy you know, next to the ring and already had Cheetah's name uh, engraved on it. So they literally looking past Serena Deeb and lo and behold, Serena Deeb picks up the win, uh, making her tap out to a half crab. Um, very solid match too, by the way. 
Um, very solid match between the two of them. Um, but yeah, I, I like the heel turn after the match as well. Uh, it's, it's good that you're going to give the, the women's division another credible heel. Um, I say credible because not everyone that plays on the heel side is going to be, a, you know, somebody that people fear. Um, but, you know, now you've got Deeb in there. Um, obviously, she broke the, the trophy over Sheeta's head uh, after the match. So that feud is going to be continuing. Uh, we'll see where that goes from here. Um, the, uh, the main event of Dynamite was the casino ladder match. Uh, where the winner earns a future AEW world title shot. And this simply allowed them to book themselves out of the corner that they found themselves placed in when Hangman Adam Page had to skip out on the all-out main event because of the uh, the birth of his child. So first off, congratulations to Adam Page um, and, uh, and, uh, and mom as well. Um, I don't know her name, so... Uh, congratulations to those guys on the birth of a baby with his mom hey you know country folks do things like that man stop man i I don't know if it's his wife i i I don't stop man i don't i don't know if let me let me me make make this shit right okay so adam page and significant other had a child there you go significant other had his child (laughs) fuck I'm very, I'm, I'm very happy for uh, Adam Page having a child. Yeah, it, you know, he seems like somebody that would be an excellent father. You know, like seriously, like he, you know, outside of the drinking and shit he does on the show, I think no, he does. He has that sense about him. He really yeah, has that well, sense about him. Well, he was, he was a teacher before he, before he, be, you know, signed the AEW contract. So I mean, yeah, he's, he's great around kids. So just that... stayed a teacher, to be honest. Oh my gosh. <laughs> the shit that comes out of your mouth. <laughs> Every time you open your mouth, I'm just going to say number two. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, anyway, um, just recapping the people that were in this match. You had Orange Cassidy, who came out with the fucking Philadelphia 76ers mascot. I do love the um, – I do love how that was uh, undermined by the commentary team saying, oh, yeah, that's really going to make a difference in this match, which obviously it didn't. <sighs> Then you had Pac, you had Matt Hardy, you had uh, John Moxley, you had Lance Archer, and uh, you had the uh, the Joker, who uh, did end up being Hangman Adam Page. And uh, as we've already mentioned, Hangman Adam Page did pick up the win. Um, dude, all that I have to say is the the freaking uh, the move that Hangman dropped uh i think it was pack maybe um off of off of the the top through the table jesus god yeah i I, literally i saw that and i was like oh fuck pack got a concussion did did he get a concussion from that yeah um i yeah i i i saw somewhere that um he he did get a concussion but it's one of those um like let's not let's just not let's not talk about it yeah yeah that that dead eye is a crazy fucking move to begin with and now when you're doing it from the top of a ladder and through a table there are a lot of uh independent variables so um yeah very very solid match uh highly recommend if 
you didn't happen to check out Dynamite, going back and checking out the uh, the opening match and the main event, the rest of the stuff on the show, you can kind of, uh, you know, watch as background noise. Um, can, the, can, uh, we, can we bring up one thing that I think was very, very well said this week by one Mr. James Cornette? Sure. And that was referring to uh, Darby's, uh, his promo uh, backstage with uh, Jim Ross. Darby Allen was backstage with Jim Ross, spoke about the car accident he witnessed as a child, which saw his uncle pass away. Speaking of the Jim Cornette experience, Cornette slammed the promo as unexcited, even though the story Allen told was a compelling one. Quote, this might be a great story, except listening to him tell it verbally or speak in any way is as exciting as watching gate hinge rust. Just sit there. Watch the ring, watch the dew, watch the sun, watch the dark, watch the bird shit a year, a year, and that hinge will rust. And it will take the same amount of time before Darby Allen verbally has any goddamn enthusiasm in his voice. That was true. So the thing is, I always, I always took him as his character is supposed to have a monotonous voice. Like it, uh. he's supposed to speak in a monotone voice. So, I mean, it, I, I totally get, I totally get Cornette's point. I, I get Cornette's point. Um, it's stylistically, um, you know, he, he doesn't like the, the, the guy cutting promos. He's actually talked about Darby Allen, um, his work in the ring previously. And, you know, he's, he's said good things about his in-ring work. So for him to to talk about the promo, yeah, that's uh, that's eye opening to me. But I can see his point. So then uh, let's uh, let's shift on over to AW Rampage. Um, so again, uh, pretty decent opener. Um, you had CM Punk versus Daniel Garcia. Um, I thought that Punk did a pretty decent job of of giving Garcia at least a decent amount of of the match. Um, of course you had to know CM Punk wasn't going to lose to Daniel Garcia, especially on a regular weekly TV show. Um, especially when they're kicking off the show and especially when it's Daniel Garcia, you know, (laughs) you know how desperate they are for ratings. Punk does not show up on dynamite. You just signed the biggest free agent in the world and you put them on your B show that doesn't do the ratings that is unreal so i got a question because i don't watch uh aew all the time but i did this week uh watch rampage that whole segment with mark henry is that a normal format that he does that's that's, how many that 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 is what he does okay how many weeks has he been doing that but since the first one how many have they had so far in the tank it's been like six weeks, four like, weeks, yeah. seven weeks. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cringy. Uh, sorry, Mark Henry. Love you, man. But you're like, and let's go to the show. I thought he was going to tell us what restaurant to go to. I didn't know what Mark Henry was doing. Poor guy. Get him some lessons. Well, so, so, you know, God bless Mark Henry. They, they brought him out and they hyped him up that he was going to do commentary on Rampage. And then they they after the first episode they realized that they quickly had to abort that mission, <laughs> and they had to find another role for him. 
I mean, this is this is what you know where we are, and yeah, that's what he does now. You know, the the hand is about twenty one years old. They should do segments with Mark and the Hand, his son. Pretty much. I mean, you already you already have Taz and his son on the show. Fuck it. I think the hand could beat Hook. The hand. I was gonna say the hand. The hand could beat Hook. Yeah. Hand versus Hook. <laughs> the best of three. Oh Jesus. Oh man. We'll call it a rock paper scissors match. That's awesome. Um, elsewhere on the show, um, oh yeah, CM Punk picked up the win 14 minutes in the match, like what we had briefly talked about. Um, Lucha Bros versus the Acclaimed, and somehow the Acclaimed earned a world tag team title shot. Somehow. <laughs> Wins and losses matter, right? <laughs> so, I guess. Anyway, uh, Lucha Bros made quick work Since, of them Sin City, and we picked up the win in six minutes. We kept the seat open and warm for you over here when you're ready to come back, sir. We, we, it's, it's available. Dude, it, it, so here's the thing is <laughs> I'm, I'm always, I'm always going to keep it totally real. Like if, if AEW fucks something up, I'm damn sure going to talk about it. If no doubt, WWE no fucks something up, I'm damn sure going to talk about it. No doubt. So, you know, if, if I don't do that, then I have no credibility. Right, so right. it and realistically i mean yeah this match was what it was um it was it was a time filler for all of six minutes so there's that and then uh elsewhere uh the main event for your ftw championship like i said everybody's got a fucking title um philly street fight brian cage versus ricky starks Ricky Starks picks up the win over Brian Cage yet again as Brian Cage is uh just being buried repeatedly. <laughs> they just they they just don't know how to how to use this guy. I I, I don't know, man. Like K he's he's not the most skilled on the mic, but he looks like a million bucks. He can he can do a good amount of shit in the ring, and you're not using him to his fullest potential because evidently he can't talk on the mic that's the only thing holding him back and well that it, and 90 x wwe guys came in in the time that he started and he, he, bro, he, dude, he, wasn't, he wasn't out. he wasn't getting a push he wasn't getting a push before any of them got there yeah but you know you think about it though i think this is very interesting he he came out with the start of the push he did but then yeah, until he got as, until he got beaten by Cody. Right. And then and, and then and from there it was just downhill. It went down because all these other guys were, were you know kind of slowly being integrated. And you look out, um, I think Lance Archer is the best example. Lance was on the verge of being done, done you know, that was gonna happen, and he was able to save himself. Brian, on the other hand, unfortunately he was not able to save himself because of that factor. Honestly, I, I personally think cut him loose. Yep. Let him go over and try building him on NXT. Try. I was going to say, yeah, we'll, we'll see, we'll see him. We'll see him beat Braun breaker for the NXT championship in about a year. Well, maybe six months. The way things are going, he's going to be looked at as an old man, and you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Fuck. 
So, yeah, um, the other thing that that really kind of stood out to me with this match is, okay, it's a street fight, okay? It's an 11-minute match. Was it, it? Was I the only one that just thought that the commercial break in the middle of this match was almost like a two-for-one? Like, it, it, the, the, the commercial break seemed inordinately long, and it came in the middle of a main event of a street fight mm-hmm. for a championship. Now, granted, it's it's not an official title, whatever, but that still doesn't change the fact that I think that this match, this match's net result was actually hurt because of that that commercial break in the middle. Mm. Um, and regardless of what happens with Brian Cage, can he please be done with this Team Taz bullshit? Yeah. Yeah, it's gone long in the tooth. Do whatever you got to do. Put him, fuck it. Put him with Archer. Make them a badass fucking tag team. I don't give a shit. Call them the Do bust them, the bust them up brothers. Something like they. That's that's the one thing, honestly, that I think AEW is really missing is just a monster tag team. So why not put Archer and Cage together? Call and it a day. That, and then FTR can lose to them too. That'd be great. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Keeping that seat warm, it. man. Keeping hey, man, I'm, 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 I'm perfectly fine where I am. I, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? I will. I'll come over. I'll come over to uh, to your side, and I'll, you know, I'll, I'll give you a toast. Impact Wrestling. I'll hang out, and that's it. But at the end of the day, no. Home is home, right. huh? But you know even, what? City. even City. more importantly, remember, remember one thing: Tony Khan comes out this week. And he threw down that gauntlet against SmackDown, which is the fucking stupidest thing he could do with that fucking rampage half an hour overlaps they're going to have. What a fucking shit show that's going to be for him. And then I heard it. And then Uh, I heard, I don't know how true it is, but I heard it even got worse for Mr. TK because apparently the whole 30 minutes is going to be no commercials. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think Vince would talk to the executives and be like, uh, uh, no commercials. And they was like, that's fine. <laughs> it's going to be a murder. <laughs> but you know what, Sin City Steve, for uh, all of the little hiccups that um, AEW does have in general, the one thing that WWE probably doesn't want to admit is AEW does have a, a pretty good record of rectifying those mistakes. Now, they make a lot of fucking mistakes, they but do. they have rectified them quite regularly most of them. so most of them yeah there, there, is, there are still a few that are yeah. says, says the guy who just admitted he doesn't watch the show <laughs> just because i don't watch it doesn't mean that i don't look at other stuff highlights and different mistakes and reading other people's articles to talk about much of the same thing i mean come on the and, lines connect and let's just call it what it is i do a I do a good enough job of recapping the show that, si- that simon feels the need exactly. to not have to watch it Exactly. Oh, there you Except go. for this week, because I did watch just, it. I did watch let it. Let me just put myself over for a second. Yeah. Hey, hey, Sin City <laughs> don't be telling people I'll be calling you during the week to find out what the fuck went on. <laughs> oh, yeah, right. That's that's AEW, man. All right. Thank you for that, man. All right. Well, let's move over to Impact Wrestling. I won't hold you guys long. Uh, Bountiful Glory, of course, is what it's all about. Just uh, almost about a good two weeks away. It's going to be Saturday the 23rd 
Sam's Town here in Las Vegas, bound for glory. The card is shaping up to look really, really good. Uh, this past Thursday, they had another triple threat match. And remember, now that uh, Josh Alexander has used his option C, giving up his X Division title, there now has to be um, some challenges for it. And it's going to be a triple threat match. Trey Miguel has already got himself in. But there was a match this past week with Steve Macklin, uh, Petey Williams, and Black Torres. And let me tell you guys, that right there was an awesome match. Um, you don't get a chance to see uh, Black Torres wrestle that much. Normally time he come out with Decay. But watching him just show, just reminded me just how much of a uh, an incredible talent he is and why I don't know why they don't use him a lot more. I'm sure it has something to do with age or, or something. I don't know much about too much of his background. But just watching him is, was just was just great. And, uh, of course, the winner of that three was Steve Macklin. They they really have something for Steve, apparently, since he's been um, uh, made his debut. They've slowly been trying to build him up. So right now it's Trey Miguel and Steve Macklin, and we don't know who the next trip, uh, the next three that's going to battle coming up this Thursday. But we'll have our final card for who's going to be up for that title. So it's going to be great to see who um, who gets that. Who made an in, uh, intro this week? Mercedes Martinez. Y'all remember her? <laughs> well, she uh, came on and uh, made her presence known. Uh, got into a um, a a tag match, uh, a three-way tag match, and um, and her team did win it. But apparently, um, I'll talk a little bit about uh, a little bit more what happened this weekend uh, that made her shine even a little bit more. But she made her 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 intro this past. Thursday. Um, other things on the show, uh, Christopher Daniels confronted Christian saying, hey, I told you there was another reason why I came back to Impact, and it's for that right there. Again, talking about the title. And I'm just like, fuck, man. I mean, I mean, guys, do this shit on your show. I just don't understand why you guys got to have all of this? This is why I'm going to be, listen, fanboy Josh Alexander is going to be, is how I'm going to be that weekend. Please be the face of the company. Please, end this shit because I'm tired of it, okay? But now Christopher Daniels wants next. Apparently, he's not, he's he's ready to take on Christian for it. So whatever. Um, you know, I, I could do without. Um, question. Question. Impact, question. Impact. 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 Yeah, I, I have to ask you. Sure, man. With with everything that that Christopher Daniels has accomplished in his career, when he worked for TNA or Impact, sure, whatever, sure. Are are you going to be pissed off when he wins their championship? Listen, I'm not going to be um, pissed because I get it. I mean, I it's it's the same thing why Christian has the belt right now. These are guys who have worked for the company before, so they're respected. I mean, other Impact fans don't. I don't. They don't sound like they they feel the way I feel because they cheer these guys. Unlike where Kenny was getting booed, and granted, he's supposed to be a heel, so he's supposed to get booed. But still, you know, Christian. I mean, I'm not going to cheer for Christian when when I when I see him. I get why he has it. Uh, and yes, Christopher Daniels, yes, been a, 
been, I mean, this guy's been in the business forever and, and, and helped build TNA and Impact, and I get that. But again, dude, that's not where your check's coming from. You know, I'm 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 saying, why don't we you don't know that? I, I'm I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure TK is just signing away. I'm pretty sure, and if not, they need to go ahead and make that known because it's still those, those impact checks might be cut from uh, from uh, TK's, uh, you know, his <laughs> pile of money there. So, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, we'll see where we'll see where that goes. Uh, outside of that, man, Dad, I mean, nothing really else uh, worth mentioning on the show. I mean, believe it or not, they actually got an angle with Rhino, which I'm trying to figure out why. Um, and it's and they, and, they, and they're doing it because Heath is come back, and Heath's best friend is Rhino. But still, I've never seen such a storyline surrounded around Rhino. So okay. Um, but what happened this past weekend was the knockouts uh, knockdown. It was another Impact Plus uh, event circling around women's wrestling. They had a lot of different uh, matches. But um, but one of the matches was the winner gets a future knockout championship title. And who won that was Mercedes Martinez. So what happens if we get more uh, Mercedes Martinez and Deanna Perrazzo, you know? Is that kind of like NXT again? No, no, it wouldn't be NXT. It would definitely be uh, Impact maintaining their lineage of always having yeah. strong female uh, wrestling competitors. Well, they def- had a long history of it. They were doing it before WWE really put in big stock into it. If you take it as far back as TNA days. Well, I will tell you this. Uh, now that she has a future shot, I think now, going into Bound for Glory, I thought maybe Mickey James may possibly take that from her, but I'm going to have to say no. Deanna's going to hold that belt because it's got to be up against Mercedes where Mercedes would probably finally be the one to take it. But I'm finally, I'm happy whichever way it goes. Again, Deanna Perrazzo is my knockouts champion, and I'm very happy to have such a great Women's champion on my side. Yes, Matt Michaels, deal with it. Um, with that, though, I will tell you another event that's also was announced is Turning Point. They're going to be back out here uh, Saturday, November 20th, back at Samstown, guys. In, uh, Impact Wrestling is loving Vegas. Is this whole kind of idea is is finally about to happen what was going to what they were looking to do before the uh pandemic took over i don't know but it's good to see that they are coming west and um, i'm going to be a part of those shows i hope uh, all the locals here who love wrestling and who also support um, fsw who also support the bigger shows when they come to town come support impact as well let's 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 uh, you know, I watched this past this past week's show in Nashville, and listen, the fans are supportive, man. They they come out, but they were just so dead. There were just times that I mean, throughout the whole show, everyone to come out. I mean, you can hear a pin drop. I'm like, guys, is it because you see them? You've you've saw, you've seen them now for six weeks straight, you know? Or, or maybe maybe it's that rundown you just gave is pretty much the reaction that should have been for that. 
Well, you know what? I I definitely I definitely can understand that. But you know, at the same cool. time, at the same time, I mean, you're there. You paid your money. Let's have a good time. Make a cheer, boo. Make some chants. Something. Just don't stand there like, oh, it's quiet. I mean, so come on. Let let's me have fun. What's up, man? If, uh, let me ask you a question. Yeah. So wasn't there like a rumor a while back? I think it was like either June or July. They were talking about Impact Wrestling potentially moving to Las Vegas. Is that anything that may still be in the works? Or they were just talking about the taping? Listen, I'm no insider. I mean, did you listen to what he, you to what he was? I did listen, but that's what I'm asking. I'm asking for confirmation. <laughs> listen, I all, the only thing I said about that is the talks that they were having, which is what you're uh, saying here. Maybe that is has something to do with what's happening. I don't know. Um, but it's just interesting to see that there are back-to-back pay-per-views that are coming here, and um, it looked like they're, you know, testing it out. Who knows? But um, I, I just want all of us to to come and, and show out and just have a good time. Hey, one last thing. On the knockouts um, knockdown they had this past Saturday, uh, they also uh, gave – uh, shout out, or not just a shout out, but actually they um, they gave a sort of a, a farewell to Awesome Kong as she retired, and um, they had sort of a presentation there for her at the ring. So um, I got a chance to kind of take a look at that, and you know it's pretty sad. You know I I didn't get a chance to see a ton of her matches, but the ones I did see. It, they were exciting, and and I thought actually when she had made that that entrance into AEW it was going to be something big for them, and you know I guess that didn't really take off either. And I don't know the particulars. I don't know if she got injured. I don't know if she had another child. I don't know. I'm just saying when they made the introduction, I'm like, wow, that's man. I thought we was going to get her back into into WWE, but nevertheless, I was a fan, and uh, and at least Impact gave her her uh, her flowers as she made her retirement, and I thought that was awesome. She's going to go into the uh, Hall of Fame. Yeah. So the Impact Hall of Fame? That is the Impact Hall of Fame. Yeah. They're putting yeah. it in. Yeah. Yeah. And to be completely honest with you, that's very fitting for her because the matches that uh, that her and Gail Kim had when she first arrived in TNA were epic oh, yeah. because they Definitely. built up uh, Kong strong in TNA. And I don't know if you got a chance to see that uh, Impact, but man, she was talked about even amongst people in the WWE because during that time uh, women's wrestling WWE didn't really have that going for them per se. Uh, and so awesome Kong really broke through as like, wow, she's big. She's strong. She's a monster. She'll tear through every fucking body. So well-deserving of her. Yeah, absolutely. So just moving over right quick to uh ring of honor. I'll just kind of mention some of the matches. I watched that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's, it's good stuff. It really is. Um, this one they had, they started off with um, from Shane Taylor Promotions, SOS, Soldiers of Savagery went against Dalton Castle and Dak Draper. And um, that ended up being a, a really good match. SOS actually won that match, which I was pretty shocked. Uh, they are the six-man tag team champions. Uh, after they won their match, of course, LFI comes down. That's, you know, Kenny King. They, you know, they came down, attacked them. But then SOS caught their bluff out, said, hey, why don't you put your tag team titles up on the line, uh, LFI? And 
it looked like that's they accepted. So next week, we're going to have SOS versus LFI for the tag team titles. And, hey, if SOS pull that off, they're going to have two titles, the six-man and the tag team. So, hmm, maybe they're building them up. Let's see where that goes. Shane Taylor Promotions. There was a women's championship contenders match. Angelina Love, Miranda Alizé, and Willow. And uh, I guess if you're not familiar with all the names, you probably would have thought maybe Angelina Love was going to pull that off or maybe even Miranda Alizé. But no, Willow actually pulled that one off shockingly. So um, we'll see where... Shockingly, she's good. Oh, she is. But again, I'm just saying, you know, when when you see who they threw her up against. I didn't think she was going to pull that off. Uh, The main event was the OGK, which is uh, Mike Bennett and Matt Taven. They had a match with uh, the world champion uh, Bandito and Ray Horace. And uh, they had a match. That was really good, as always. Um, Actually, the OGK pulled it off. Um, Normally, most matches Bandito is in – doesn't matter if it's single or tag team. Most of the time, he pulls off winning, and I was shocking to see that he actually took the L for that. Uh, you know, of course, he's still the champion, so it doesn't matter. But, uh, but very good match. So, Ring of Honor is still doing what they do. You can catch them when you can. One hour show. They had three match, uh, three matches this week. I think next week they'll have only two. So, shout out to that. Let's move right into New Japan, Sin City. I know we got to be getting uh, close to the finals of the. Oh, we're uh, getting there. Yeah, man. So tell us what's going on, and most importantly, how our boy Jeff Cobb's doing. Well, our boy is still undefeated. Ah. So yeah. So uh, A Block current standings: Kota Ibushi is all alone with twelve points. Mm. Zack Saber Jr., Kenta, and Shingo Takagi have ten. Okay. Great Okan, Tomohiro Ishii, and Toriyano all have eight. Okay. Yujiro Takahashi and Tangaloa with four. And again, Naito unfortunately had to withdraw because of injury. Right. Over in that B block, uh, you've got uh, Kazuchika Okada and our boy Jeff Cobb tied mm-hmm. up with 12. Uh, Evil with 10. Okay. Hiroshi Tanahashi with six. Sonata, Taichi, Yoshihashi, Hiroki Goto all with four. And then Tama Tonga and Chase Owens, each with two. Um, so just this past, uh, you know, this past week, mm-hmm. um, it was uh, actually on the 9th of October. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, the actual match result for Jeff Cobb, um, he uh, he defeated Sonata. So up next for him, he's got. Uh, uh, let's see here. What's up? You laughing? Oh no, I'm just re- I'm actually looking at the uh comments. I'm sorry about that, man. Oh, okay. Oh, no worries, brother. <laughs> yeah. Um so uh so Jeff Cobb still has Evil, Okada, and Tanahashi left. So okay. I I think what they could actually do is they may have it come down to Okada versus Cobb and the winner of that match goes to represent the B block in the okay. finals. So uh yeah, I I would definitely be cool with it. Um, and Cobb has looked really strong through all of his matches. Um, very, very solid tournament as always, uh, every year, the G one produces the, the highest quality of matches for any kind of an, uh, multi multi event, 
um, tournament uh, or you know uh, anything of that nature. It's 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 just the best the best showcase for all of these guys. So yeah, um, if you can, New Japan World NJPWWorld.com. Yes, it's uh, less than ten bucks a month. Go there, check it out, and you can you can go back fifteen years. Um, hell, you can watch all thirty of the previous G One climaxes right there <laughs> on that site as well. So, right. Uh, in NJPWWorld.com. Awesome. Thank you much for that. Uh, shout out to everyone that's been in the chat, and especially you, Jade, who says, I love hanging out with you guys. It reminds me I'm not crazy by myself. And you're correct about that because we're all a little loco at times on this show. Oh, Jade, you think you know me. <laughs> you actually felt contained on this show. You should see him in real life. Okay. Awesome. Don't don't you do it, okay? Don't you do it. Um, and shout out to Chris. Chris been very active on here too, and uh, and thanks for hanging out. Hey, um, as we're getting ready to get close to the end of the show, um, I just wanted to mention Triple A apparently has Kane Velasquez coming coming back to pro wrestling. It says here that he officially knows knows when he will be making his professional wrestling return and it will go down during a AAA Lucha Libre event this December. This December. And AAA did not reveal the name of the event where he will wrestle or who his opponent will be, just that he will be making his debut in December. The announcement was made during the Heroes Immortal 14. So I'm just curious, guys. I mean, Kane coming back now, is, he, is, this, a, is this a big deal or not really? I thought being the mayor of Knoxville that Kane would not have the time to be a wrestler. <laughs> uh, how about Mr. Uh, Velasquez? We'll, we'll go with that instead of the, the Kane you are. Uh... <laughs> Hopefully he's not injured like he was. That was it. Last time I saw him was what, Crown Jewel at three years ago, two years ago yeah. or something like that. I was excited for him when he came to WWE, but because of that injury, it just it, it just wasn't good timing for him. So. I actually might even try to tune in to watch that real talk. Yeah, I said during COVID-19, uh, he was released by WWE, but yeah. it, he still said he loved WWE and was going to develop himself more. So that's kind of cool. That's that's a positive take to take on. Like, hey, maybe I'll get back in, but I got to I gotta get it together. So shout out to him. We'll see where he'll be in December. Um, any other wrestling you guys want to mention? Let's. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's do it, Matt. Oh yeah, you, you, we got a huge uh, couple of things. First off, let's let's start off with last night. What yeah. the hell is John Moxley fucking doing? Two million dollar man for AEW wrestling backyard garbage bullshit with Nick Gage. Good for you. I'm so <laughs> glad I could hear Renee crying blocks away. Wow. Nice job, new dad. Wow. So he's new GCW champion too so this ain't gonna be the last time he does this this is why he left wwe so he could do this bullshit good for you is this supposed to you find yourself is this supposed is to like keeping it real though he keeping it real well that's yeah. why i'm gonna ask you is this supposed to gain you some sort of uh credibility within it's your it's credit it's called ring credit it's it, it, that that's the new just what's gonna be called ring credit set of street cred it's ring credit he wants so, to promote himself like that. That's he's going to be doing this shit. So, so oh. keep in mind, John Moxley really, really grew to being the the cult status that he had 
um, or the cult, the cult icon that he was um, because of his time when he did these death matches before he got called up to WWE. So of course, you know, he, he wrestled in CZW and barbed wire, broken glass and, you know, all manner of things. I mean, like a, a fucking Sawzall, for instance, um, any manner of things, the guy he's, he's actually done interviews where he said that he's mentally sick. Like he's a sick guy. So it's, Hey, if, if he wants to do that shit, by all means, let him, um, the only yeah. the only issue I the only issue I could see here that I take uh, issue with is one simple fact: if you're Tony Khan and you're signing these guys to these big contracts and you're allowing them to do this, yep. when one of them either gets permanently injured or dies because you're allowing this, then you know what you got to clean your fucking act up and start acting like a fucking actual you know, owner of a wrestling company, not a fucking narcissistic, I'm going to take down Vince McMahon bullshit, you know, watch out for your guys. And um, I, I putting Nick Gage on your show to carve up Jericho in the middle of the ring was bad enough, but to let Boxley go do a show where you're not even back there. I, I, I just think that that is ridiculous. Um, it is. He- um this actually wasn't his first time in gcw like uh he 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 actually beat nick gage for the for the championship um that their last major event so i don't know if he's working three matches or you know how long this shit's gonna go but yeah that's got to be in the back of of tk's mind for sure yeah hopefully um is that like a thing are we calling tony khan tk now because that's cute sure why not it is cute (laughs) Um, the next thing uh, really big happened, MLW has a new world champion. Jacob Fatu lost the title to our very own Alexander Hammer- Hammerstone. Hammerstone was phenomenal in this match. It was fucking amazing. Um, Jim Cornette, once again, he made a comment about Jacob Fatu, which is very spot on. If you put Jacob Fatu on WWE programming or AEW programming – or any programming with any people in any production value whatsoever, and you smash him for over six weeks or so, the people would be ready to buy anything he does. That is very true. And hopefully he makes his way to the family and becomes part of the table because he is the cousin of Roman Reigns. And one good point that Cornette had about Hammerstone. He said he uh, he's a modern-day Lex Luger, and that might not sound like a compliment, but it is because we've mentioned Lex got it finally in, what, nine, uh, 1989, 90 matches with Steamboat, matches with Flair. If you had that Lex Luger around today looking like that at that size and could work like that, he'd be a megastar. It's just the field was so much more crowded then, and Hammerstone has more personality than Lex did because he's not uncomfortable being himself and doing what he's doing. That's huge because Hammerstone, um, if you don't know his history, go to the FSW Network, watch some of the uh, matches early on in his career. He has built himself into this. It has taken him years, and he's perfecting the art. And, um, you know, he's close. He's on the verge now. He's going to get a lot of attention with this. And this is something that means a lot 
to him. So big congratulations. And finally, FSW this weekend had their high octane show in which the big highlight was the tag team champions, Death Proof, uh, Cody, Cutthroat Cody and uh, Jacob Austin Young. They defended their tag team titles against the unguided Damian Drake and Matt Vandegrift. Uh, unguided never lost their titles. They had to uh, hand them over because of Damian Drake's injury um, a few months ago. Um, and uh, this was their chance to uh, gain those titles back. They uh, ended up losing to Death Proof. So um, that was, was a big thing. And then Matt Vandegrift finally finally turned on Damian Drake. Damian Drake dragging him down this wow. whole time. Wow. You know, the guy couldn't defend his title. The guy just had to re rehab and get better. And then when Matt's wrestling in the FSW ring, who shows up but his buddy Damian Drake to go in the ring, give him a big hug and steal his spotlight. That's finally finding his voice and that boy has got something to say and i can't wait to these two finally have it out because it's gonna be amazing uh sean if you're still listening i, I love you <laughs> oh man i haven't seen i haven't seen him pop up for here for a second but uh hopefully we got to get this over to him so he can uh respond appropriately <laughs> oh man good stuff good stuff all right. Well, I think that's it, guys. Do, do, do anyone want to mention the um, Tyson Fury, Deontay Wilder fight? Did you? Why do you want to watch it? Anyone care to say anything? We got well, knocked the fuck out. Okay. Right. <laughs> One huge thing. One huge thing. And this is very, very good point. And that is that Big E cut promos for both fighters on that show before they came out. Mm. And at the same time Vince McMahon's champion was doing that Tony Khan's ex-champion was <laughs> bleeding in a match with Nick Cage so <laughs> apples oranges oh, I'm sorry City City you have to go the relentless the relentless shade you throw Matt Michaels should be commended <laughs> by uh, a trophy befitting of your number two mouth a toilet seat Oh my God. All well, right. At, at least I can take the number one down easy, unlike you, who apparently gags on that, but can take a number two. Really? Oh, cool. oh my God. Thank you guys very much. Everyone, thanks for hanging out with us. If you're if you're watching us, we're gonna be back in just a second. We're gonna do three count. We got three good topics for you. But if not, if you're listening to us on our podcast, thank you. For doing that, continue to download, continue to tell others about us. And if you have to subscribe, hit that subscribe button. We appreciate it, all right? Until then, we will see you next week. All right, peace. Vegas Bad Boys of Podcasting.